Hey guys, it's Vince. Welcome to the Fitness Business University podcast. I'm back with another very interesting episode. Uh, as I said before, with the last two uh, people I've interviewed, I get about 1,700 emails a day saying, hey, Vince, so-and-so would be a really good guest for your podcast. You should have him on your podcast. And it's like, I, I get too many of these messages. And uh, most of the time, it's just me on the podcast. But the last couple episodes, I've had two uh, CEO mastermind members on, and the amount of feedback we've gotten on these episodes uh, have been incredible. And so today, I have another guest um, for the FBU podcast, and that is Dr. Ben Quist. And what I did uh, was, after the two interviews with Devin Gage, the SPF member of the year, and then Dr. John Doherty. Um, I decided to look through the Rolodex in the SPF and CEO Mastermind and just say, hey, who's killing it this year? Who's doing really well in 2022? And I jotted down a list of 10 to 12 gym owners that are in my group. And what I'm doing in the month of December is kind of putting out these episodes to kind of really see, hey, what can one year really do? And also releasing these specifically in the month of December to get your mind going of what kind of year you're going to have and really get you thinking about, um, you know, having the breakthrough year that so many of these gym owners that I'm interviewing have had. So um, I'd like to welcome Dr. Doctor, our second doctor on the podcast, Dr. <laughs> ben Quist. Thanks for being on, Ben. My pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I got a lot to, lot to live up to after the other two ones that you had on. Yeah, they did a great job. It was really yeah. awesome. I like, learned a lot. I was like writing notes down during the yeah. guys. Yeah. I was like, I, I taught them half of this stuff, but I'm actually learning <laughs> stuff along the way. Um, <laughs> well, and speaking of learning, I mean, I always, you've been in the industry such a long time and I always, you know, get great insights uh, from you as well. But you've got a really vast history in the fitness industry. And for the listeners out there, um, let's let's take them through your progression in the fitness industry from start to finish. And, you know, then we'll kind of uh, talk about where your things are today um, and how you've had such a really, really awesome year. So uh, go on, you just give us your story. Sure. Yeah, no problem. Um, so I'll try to keep this relatively brief, not to bore everybody, but um, I have been in the industry quite a while. Uh, and I started initially uh, in physical therapy school, you know, not owning any businesses and things of that nature back in, in the late 90s. And as I got out of PT school, it was kind of like the one time in the history of physical therapy where there weren't a lot of good jobs available. That's very unusual in, in the physical therapy world. There's always, you can pretty much get a job anywhere you want. And I'd been doing some home personal training at the time, just as a side gig. Uh, and one of my clients said, hey, why don't you just open up a, a therapy place? You know, and I was 27 at the time. You know, I, I didn't have children yet. I had nothing to lose. I'm like, yeah, why not? You know, so I had no money. Uh, and I had, um, I took five charge cards and I charged them to buy the equipment and the towels and the different things I needed to get rolling uh, and opened up a very small thousand square foot uh, personal training and physical therapy studio in Mecklen, Wisconsin. Um, it somewhat quickly became pretty busy and back, this was 22 years ago, 
there really weren't any private studios at that point. It was mainly just a marketplace of large big box gyms. You know, so it was really unusual. There was maybe two other training studios in the entire state of Wisconsin. Where mm. from. And so that was kind of weird uh, to even to do this, uh, but it got busy quickly. And I, I put some of that on the fact that I think melding physical therapy techniques in with personal training techniques really resonated with people. Um, and we kind of lucked out and it did very well. And we started to grow it a little bit. And we, after a year or so, busted out the wall, took on more space uh, and, and grew a bit more. Um, fast forward, I met my wife, uh, had a family, and she also is in the you know, fitness nerd like I am. And her and I have always had a dream of owning like more like a big box type club. So about six years in, um, the studio was doing quite well. And we had the financials to actually build Goldwell Bank and say, hey, you know, would you lend us, you know, some money to build a club? And we went to five different banks. Uh, all of them laughed at us initially because my wife and I wanted to build the club from the ground up. We didn't want to just rent. So, you know, we, it was a large sum of money to build a 20,000 square foot building and, you know, outfit the building and everything it was millions of dollars. And so we got laughed at by about five banks. And then finally, bank number six was like, you know, sure, we'll lend you the money. And so we're like, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so in 2006, we started construction on the second form of fitness location, which was a big box built from the ground up location, um, you know, which is still in existence today and um, got that rolling. And that was a very different experience than having a clinic or a studio where I had, you know, four or five employees going to a facility where we had 70 employees. So a lot of lessons learned in um, who not to hire, not how not to manage, uh, all tons of mistakes made. Uh, we kind of muddled through it and ended up kind of somewhat succeeding over time uh, and getting that club rolling after, you know, making tons of mistakes uh, and getting it going. But we eventually, you know, kind of even after stepping on our own feet, man, you know, got it, got it going and got it profitable. Um, and then we kind of had kids and, you know, we just kind of sat on our hands for a while. You know, uh, there was the financial crisis in 2008. There was the, you know, like we're kind of buzzing along. We we're doing well. Um, we have physical therapy clinics embedded in each of the uh, fitness facility locations that we have. And um, my partner in that branch is a little more aggressive than I am. So we started to open up more physical therapy clinics throughout Milwaukee, you know, and that business has become quite successful, you know, um, but we kind of just left the fitness stuff alone because frankly, you know, having like a hundred employees right now, it, it's enough. It really, it, it's a lot of work. Uh, and then COVID hit. And it was probably the first time in the, my history of being a business owner, I was actually pretty frightened. Um, it, it was actually the, probably the darkest time in my life where I was like, man, you know, we could lose all this stuff that we've been building for the last 22 years. You know, this is really my wife and I, our, our life's work. And, you know, you just really didn't know what was going to happen. As you know, in those first two months, we didn't know if the government was going to help or what was going to happen. And, uh, you know, fast forward, a lot of aid packages. We were scrambling to get money and we were able to keep all of our employees and pay them and everything. And it really turned out pretty good. And at the end of that COVID experience, I met you. And, you know, it was, uh, it was interesting because I've been getting your emails for like a really long time. And um, sometimes there's some very interesting things in them. So I kind of stayed looking at them, you know, and, uh, um, and we had a phone conversation and it was kind of that summer uh, that we joined the mastermind. And, um, and really what has been interesting to me is that all the changes that have occurred, because we've really been in, in kind of like a holding pattern. Uh, it's a nice holding pattern for like 22 years, but we have made a lot of changes in the last year since joining the CEO, joining the mastermind group, 
Um, you know, and I really attribute that to, you know, some of the things that you've presented and done in your seminars, and then also really uh, being inspired and learning a lot from the other people in the group, where um, we came out of a pretty crappy place out of COVID, and now we have we have catapulted into our most profitable years ever, you know, and are looking at doing some growth coming up here, which is really, really exciting. And, you know, I really feel some of the things that I have either, you always say this, like you're the, you're the reminder in chief. And I feel like you have reminded me of all the things and brought me new items too that, uh, that have been really interesting uh, that I've been implementing. And it's been so much fun. I feel like I'm back in the game again. You know, like I'm, I'm actually moving forward and, and doing stuff again and possible new locations. And uh, so it's, uh, this year, 2022 has been really good and exciting. And then 2023, I think is going to be, uh, it's going to be great. So I, I, you know, we're in a great, a great point right now at the companies. So I got to thank you for that. Oh, well, th- thank you, Ben. I appreciate that. And, um, you know, it, it, it's, I always, uh, and super inspired and really admire the, you know, I look at you and I just see a successful person, a successful business owner, and the amount of um, questions you ask and the amount of, you know, almost admitting stuff that you don't know. And it's just like, it's it's really probably why you're successful is because you have this growth mindset and this always, so I'm always um, inspired by you and how much, and it, it reminds me to never get, you know, uh, complacent and never like gets settled and, and really to continue to grow as, as a person, as a business owner, um, staying on that, um, you talked about some, you know, when you came into mastermind and right before we came on, you you mentioned a couple of things. And one of the things you mentioned was the lesson I taught on fake work versus, versus real work. And so can you unpack the impact uh, that that concept has had on you as a CEO? I think that has probably been my biggest like wake up call because being somewhat self-taught and not coming from the world of business. And I never went to business school. Like I had no idea what I was supposed to be doing, but you know, like, you know, if, if, you know, I certainly was in the CEO role in my companies, having a lot of like employees that were looking for direction and things. And, I found myself sometimes like, you know, cooped up in my office going, oh my gosh, like, what should I be doing right now? Like, <laughs> should I be making stickers for the company on Sticker Mule? Or should I be doing like, what am I, what should I be doing? And then, you know, that whole thing. And, and this is one of the things I really like about what you do is that you always kind of bullet point things out and give actionable information. You don't just fluff it out and like say, well, there's fake work and there's real work. Well, what is that? You know, like, what are those two things? You know, I actually have them right over on my wall. Oh, wow. I have that entire presentation. Actually, I think I, I took notes from your thing. I printed them all up and I have them up there. Wow. If I ever need to remind myself when I have like three hours to spare what I should be doing, I go over and I look at that real work. You know, am I training staff? Am I working on marketing? Am I hiring somebody? Am I building uh, some type of peripheral that's going to last a long time that can help train other people in my organization? Am I working on a joint venture? You know, if I'm doing all those things, great, keep doing them. If I'm doing something stupid, if I'm, I'm meeting with someone I don't really need to be meeting with, if I'm, you know, like, you know, there's just, you know, that has been transformative for me because it's, it's really given me clarity on what I'm supposed to be doing. And now that I've been doing that for a year now, it's just been amazing seeing the effect that it's been having on the organization. And even um, like the planning meeting you ran 
uh, last year in December, you were talking about that coming up, mm -hmm. um, you know, setting the vision for the company. That's, that's the real work, you know, that that's not the fake work. So that, that one comp, that one, like uh, a lesson has just really, uh, it's really been helpful for me. Like, yeah. what are we supposed to be doing at any point in our, our careers? You know, that, that's, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny. Uh, you say that because some of that comes out of necessity for me. And I think the one competitive advantage I have is that I am a gym owner, right? And so I've walked the path of everyone that I've worked with. And there have been times where I sit in my office with my face buried in my hands. You're like, I don't know what the frick I should be doing right now. And it's like, yes. and it's a challenge. It's a challenging, it's a challenging thing because, you know, hell it's, I never, when I was a trainer and I've, uh, you, you know, this, you know, when you're a trainer and you show up and you got 30 sessions in a week to do, or, you know, 10 sessions a day or whatever, you never have any issues with time management, nope. right? You're not frustrated about what you should be doing. There's never any of that. Nope. It's just, I show up, I do the job. And, and, and I think that progression right there is the, uh, the pain point that we have to break through yeah. to become better business owners. To go from trainer, right? Yep. You know, that operator, that owner operator to CEO to business owner is how can we maximize the things that we're doing through time? And you've done that. And uh, honestly, too, to the point where in one of our CEO masterminds, um, one of the, I think, I believe uh, that one of the things we worked on with you was to get you a little bit off the floor, off the training floor. Can you yep. talk about that? You yep. know, and I know that, you know, you've had clients for like, a, you've been doing yes. this right, you know, 30, 20 years or whatever. And it's just like, that's hard to give up. Um, and I think a lot of people listening to this probably maybe struggle with that. They're doing a lot of sessions and maybe it's people they've had for a long time, but yep. you went through that. What what was that like and how has that helped? So that, that was another one at one of the CEO meetings. You, you yep. did mention that you, you actually said the phrase like, I don't know if I'm going to be the one to tell Ben Quist, he, I'm firing him for personal training, you know, <laughs> so, but it was, you had me do an exercise. Cause I was at, when I first joined the mastermind, I was probably still doing about 20 contact hours a week, which was insane given what our business organization is. And yeah, this is a multi-million dollar business that you're running. Yeah, right? it, it yeah. just, it just was, it was, it was just not right. Uh, and it was silly. But it really was because I was struggling with what I should be filling my day with. And it was almost like a safety blanket where it's like, I've known these people for some of them more than 20 years and they're, they're my friends and, and um, you know, they're, they're almost like family to me and, um, and it gave structure to my days. But you did an exercise where you had me um, whiteboard out in front of the group, like, okay, Ben, you're doing 20 hours a week. So I want you to write 80, 80 hours up there a month. Now, I want you to make a list of everything you could do in those 80 hours, 80 hours of time, which is given back to you. What would you do at that time? And I started to, you know, mark off, well, I, I might write a book. I might work more on uh, joint ventures. I might, you know, spend more time with my family. I might take more time to make myself healthier and, and work on my own personal development. You know, I started going and going. I'm like, oh my God, what have I been doing for the last 20 years? You know, working myself to the bone, still, you know, doing 40, 60 hour weeks, because I thought that's what I was supposed to be doing as the CEO of the company. I should be in the trenches, showing them the example of how to be a trainer or how to be a physical therapist, you know, and really nothing else could be more further from the truth. 
And um, I have retired 100% from personal training. I don't do any more patient contact hours uh, and it's been life-changing. And one of the coolest things about it is just personally, as a person, I have a very strong desire to help others. It's just kind of embedded in me. I now view my, my trainers and my physical therapists as my clients. Yeah. And my job now is to make those people's lives better. My job is to make them make more money. My job is to take them and get their knowledge level from A all the way up to B, you know, C, D, way up there, you know? So, and that has been filling that need for me to help others, but I'm helping others on a much bigger scale now because each of them then helps all these people and it just makes the whole organization grow, you know? So that's been uh, kind of an, another eye-opening concept of like, you know, you know, work with your staff, stop working with one-on-one -on -one people. It just makes no sense, you know? So, um, so that, that's been, that's been a really cool uh, thing that's changed this year. That's awesome. Uh, really, really well said. And um, you mentioned uh, briefly, so we just talked about time, right? And I think that's one of the most important things that we have, like we have, you know, we can't get, we can make more money, but we can't get any more time back. And so for a business owner to really look at how they're spending their time and what they're spending their time on is just an essential part. And that's what we always do in mastermind is just like, all right, we'll look at the business owner and we're like, where are you spending your time? What are you doing all day? Yep. Right. Like map it out. Tell me what you did yesterday, every hour by hour, half hour by half hour. And let's, let's see, is this, is this moving the company forward or is this just kind of like filling, you know, time uh, to, to help you uh, fulfill your need for certainty, right? That's like, and again, I've been there myself, right? Um, but you also talked about something, um, and you mentioned this briefly about vision. And I know that's an exercise that you did. Did did you do the visioning exercise where you wrote out the Ari yeah. Weinswig? Yep. Okay. Yep. So I, I, so for the listeners, really briefly, I taught Ben and the rest of the mastermind members a exercise called visioning that I learned from Ari Weinswig, where it's you literally write out a story of where you want your business to be in a certain amount of time. And and I, I think that this is one of the most essential things and essential jobs for the owner of the business is to set the vision. No one else in your company is going to set the vision. Like you have to do that. Um, but what we don't have is a really a way to communicate it. And I think we learn best through story. And what visioning does, this specific exercise is it helps you communicate what you want through story. So talk about that exercise and 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 how it helped you and how it's probably helped your your team, you know, get on board with the with the vision of this company. Yeah, totally. Um so you did that in the um the annual planning meeting, and you were kind enough to read us. Uh, there was a slightly redacted version of your own five-year vision statement. Certain things was it my out. was it my personal or my your, uh, my I personal one? Was, I think it was kind of a mixture. All I remember is you had twelve percent body fat. Uh, that was one. There was, there was something. That was my your, personal. That was your my body personal. fat was at twelve yeah. percent. You know, so you had a couple interesting points in there, but uh, I thought that was that was just really cool. And I, I've done a lot of like you know like I'll make an annual goal or I'll do something, but I've never done it in a story format like that. And you had people just kind of free write for a period of time and write it all out. And then in fact, I have it. I have mine right there in my briefcase. Like we're, we're going to do it. We're going to do it again this year. It's December sixteenth. So for those of you listening, if you want to join us on December sixteenth. Uh, I don't know how you get to us, find us somewhere. But, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> that, that, that is, that is, that was a very valuable meeting, you know, and you do that for free for your mastermind members, yep. which I yep. thought was really cool, you know? So, 
Um, so I did the same thing. I wrote it all out. You know, it's five years and it's, it's, it's a story format. In mine, I was sitting on my screen porch. It was a Thursday morning at, at 9.30 uh, a.m. and I was reading a book, you know, and so it was, it was, um, it was again, just a really cool exercise because and you said something that I thought was really interesting when you were talking about yours, you said it was a five-year vision, but like, I don't know if it was year two or three, you've already met almost everything in that five-year vision has happened already. And I'm having a similar experience to that, where if I was to pull that out and read it right now, like in my vision statement, my time was completely my own. And I am now experiencing that, you know, and it's only been, it hasn't even been 12 months, you know, and it's, it's funny having that direction and mine is a, a business and personal combined vision statement. Mm -hmm. Like in there, I was taking my wife to Italy. Well, that trip's coming up. I was going to start to travel internationally. You know, like, so all these things they're, they're happening already. And it's, I don't know if it's just the, the, that you're writing it down or why it works or what, what it is with it, but it really has seemed to help for us. And then the business aspects of our plan where we have been sitting at two locations for a long time in our fitness group, um, which I feel has been kind of stagnant having the vision for adding the small group program, having the vision for adding a third location in 2023 and adding three or four more in 2024, but then having trainers that have a pathway to move up in the company and go into all these different routes with the company's vision, everybody's on fire in the organization. Like they all realize there's a plan for them for, for them to go from base level personal trainer all the way up to, you know, potentially par partial owner of a, of a fourth or fifth location, you know, or whatever, whatever it might be, you know, so that has that same vision that I keep telling the staff about, well, here's what we got to get to step, here's step three in the vision plan, you know, get small group training going at the MEC one location, make an extra $100,000 of profit a year at that location, then that triggers, you know, location three, once location three has the X amount of profit that triggers location four, five, and six, you know, so they all know the plan. We repeat it almost in every meeting, you know, and, and they're all, they're all, they're all right. They're almost more excited about it than I am. I feel like I'm being kind of dragged along with the vision now because like I've, 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 I've said it and now I can't take it back. So it's like, now I got to open up more locations. So, um, but, uh, but it's been very exciting even as kind of someone in the later parts of their career, like to be like expanding and like doing this kind of stuff. Cause I, I do think some of the knowledge you gain over time, you know, you can do this stuff in a real thoughtful way. You know, and make it more fun than scary. So, <laughs> yeah. No, I, and I know you've you've had experience with our good friend Tom Plummer, and yes. Tom uh, Tom said something to me once I'll never forget, and he said that if you don't know what you want, no one can help you. And I think a lot of people are going through this gym ownership venture. Um, not knowing what they want. They're in the thick of it and they're grinding and they're working hard, but they really haven't pulled their head up to figure out what they want. And I think visioning, as you explained very, very clearly, and that was a wonderful explanation of it, um, it, it, it is the description of what you want. And so that's got to come first. It's like, what is, it's kind of like, um, I always talk about Oz and the yellow brick road and the CEO mastermind, right? I talk about Oz and I write Oz on the board. And then the yellow brick road is your strategic plan. It's your strategy of what are you going to do, right? What are you going to do? Um, it, I, I think it's, um, it, the, uh, the vision is it's make it up and the strategy is make it real. That's kind of like what it is actually happens, right? Um, so Ben, you've had some, you've had a great year and I want to get into some of your numbers. I know that you said you'd be willing to, to share some of that mm -hmm. and it's been, you know, significant growth this year. Um, but you, 
one of the uh, ventures that you told us about where you got 30 new personal training clients uh, from a challenge. Can you talk about the challenge and how you marketed that, uh, how you, you know, what that was like and, and why you think you did so well with that one? Yeah. And so I feel like this is really a boring story, but this, this tailors back to like, um, you know, when you've been running a personal training studio for a while or a club for a while, sometimes you stop doing like the basics. Well, like meaning like have a 12 month marketing plan and implement the plan and do these things at these different points. Um, you know, I always remember that story you told about the, the one club owner who was saying his, his marketing is sucking. He's not getting any new leads. And you asked him the question, well, how much time are you spending on marketing? And he just like, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> like it was like zero, you know? So we ran a fat loss challenge, uh, in January of, of this year. And it was, it was one of the most successful things we've ever done. I mean, in the company history, you know, we got 30 new, uh, personal training clients, which if you, these were annual clients that, you know, if you take those numbers forward, this is going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars over the years of those clients staying with us. Um, and, and it was just simply implementing the strategies, implementing the marketing, you know, um, but I'll, I'll take that a step further, but it's just that, you know, not only that was successful, but just having that plan and really sticking with it and implementing it um, has, has been really, uh, really great for us, you know? So yeah, so it was, it was a fat loss challenge. And I know a lot of people in your group run those every year, uh, but this one was just really, really successful for us. And I'm not sure the marketing was really good, but I'm not sure if it was just also an artifact of COVID kind of dying off and everyone kind of bursting out of their homes and wanting, you know, everyone being fat and needing to lose weight. And, you know, so I think some of it was that as well, but yeah, that, that one challenge really uh, generated a lot of extra uh, revenue every single month. So that's, we're doing well, it again. <laughs> it's, yeah, not for sure. Uh, yeah. Repeat what works. Right. Um, but, but the cool thing is to hear about this is that you hear a lot of these types of programs that are taught and the number one gripe about these types of things is that, oh, I got clients to sign up, but then they left six weeks later or they signed up for a month and then they left and you got 30 new clients on an annual agreement. Yes. Right. I mean, that's a big difference. I mean, like yep. it's like, what was the entry fee to do the challenge? Oh gosh, it wasn't much. It might've been like 159. For right. So it's like, if you take challenge. 159 times 30 and you multiply that, that's like a good chunk of, 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 of revenue. But what is uh, one person pay a month with you? Those individuals that joined probably are an average uh, price point of about 300 bucks a month. Okay. So you got 30 people um, well, 300 and we'll just say if they signed an annual agreement times 12, each one of those clients is worth 3,600 times 30. So it's really like a $108,000 venture if they only stay one year. Right. Yes. I, I would assume that most of the, uh, a lot of these people are still with you. And a lot of these people yep. are going to continue for another year. So it's like, I mean, as you said, several hundred thousand dollars, but it's, it's about running your business the right way. I'm hundred percent all about the marketing. You guys know me, I'm the marketing guy, but at the end of the day, if you got a leaking bucket and they're not staying and you're not doing a good job, then, you know, this is going to be a very expensive acquisition, you know, system. Yep. So, um, for those of you listening at home, it's like you have to couple good marketing with a good product. You can't, you can't, you know, just have one um, or the other. And when you have both, that's when you increase value. That's when you increase wealth. So um, wonderful job there. Talk, talk about some of the increases you've had. Again, I picked you as one of the top, 
you know, members, um, you know, to do this podcast with, um, what are some of the revenue increases? And I also want to talk about the new venture you've started, um, you know, as, as, um, you know, something we've been talking about a lot in your CEO mastermind hot seats. Yep. Well, so, you know, to be totally honest, when I first started with you, um, you know, out of the locations we have, the physical therapy locations never got hurt because they were a um, protected service. They, they kept running and actually got busier during the, the pandemic. Um, and the training studio did okay. It came back real fast. But the health club, the big mothership, just got annihilated in COVID. Mm. And when, when I first started integrating with you, we had a lot of cash on hand because of all the government money and all that other stuff. But we were probably losing to the tune of ten dollars to $20,000 a month of, of mm. uh, being in deficit, you know, and... Um, you know, I kept my staff on and I kept, you know, we started to listen to some of the things you were talking about, join the mastermind group. And we kept the acceleration pedal down where we kept marketing. We built a whole outdoor group exercise, uh, boot camp, team training area. That's awesome. You know, we renovated a small group area at the club and then put another one in. We, we kept spending money like we, and we were marketing and, you know, doing all the things that we were learning all throughout that 12 month timeframe leading to the, the end of this year or the close of this year. Um, and I can't remember where we started to flip positive, you know, maybe right about when I started to come to the CEOs, we were starting to make some money finally, but it was like, it was like playing a game of chicken. Like you're driving your car hundred miles an hour into a brick wall you know, I'm trying to keep, you know, a happy face for everyone around where we're losing like 20 grand a month, you know, and, you know, it's like, like shitting my pants, you know, it's like, oh, God. you know, it, uh, you know, but it was just been so cool to watch it flip, you know, so we were probably did just shy of a million dollars of revenue, which would be our worst year in company history that year, you know, before I met you. Right, right. Um, and now we're going to, I'm hoping to hit around 1.6, 1.7 this year at the mothership. I'm thinking next year will be over two at that location, which that'll be a record breaker year for us, which would be amazing. And we flipped from losing 10 to 20 to making 20 to 30,000 of profit uh, a month. And that's even with still, you know, doing renovations, doing whatever we want and having fun and being creative in the organization. So, wow. so, so it flipped from losing 20 to 30,000 a month to gaining 20 to 30. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. And we gained 360 uh, training clients and or members uh, over a net over attrition, cancellation, all that kind of stuff. You know, so it was a big growth that way. All of our EFT based programs were probably up, I would say, $25,000 a month in yeah. set EFT based programs, in addition to point of sale being, you know, significantly higher uh, than, it, than it's been in a long, long time. So, you know, it went from like disaster, like, you know, crying yourself to sleep at night, yeah. like, holy smokes, like, you know, this is, this is kind of fun now, you know, and, and yeah. thinking about, you know, how do you go from that to thinking about opening another location or expanding or doing other stuff in a 12 month time span? It's, it's just amazing how fast it can change. And, um, that's been a lesson for me as well. Cause you know, like I said, I've been very stagnant over the last 20 years. It's like, man, you can really, really change a lot in three months or six months or 12 months, you know? So, um, so yeah, so those are some of the numbers that, have, uh, changed at that larger location over the course of, um, uh, 2022. That's beautiful. Congrats on that success. Holy smokes. Um, tell us about the new venture. Uh, I know we're working with you on it in the CEO hot seats. I know Mm -hmm. you've hired on a marketing agency, um, that's, uh, called kiss marketing to help you with your launch of, of that facility. Um, can you just 
talk us through the concept of what you're going to do? So the smaller location that we have uh, for our fitness location is a um, one-on-one personal training studio. It's about 3,500 square feet. It has a embedded uh, outpatient physical therapy clinic in it, but we just do package-based one-on-ones. We've been doing it for a long time. So I wanted to test the concept of, could I open up a small group training site within that clinic, get it successful within six months, which then would be the trigger for opening up location three for, for a particular model I had in mind that I, I think is going to be a really profitable, fun model to open uh, next year. Um, so our goals were to build out the whole area because it was set up for one-on-one, which is very different from, from doing a small group. So we had to build that whole thing out. Uh, we basically, that location has been around for in that particular spot for about 12 years. So we renovated from top to bottom, painted it, new towels, you know, new signage, new branding. You just really freshened it. So it looks really nice and new and, and it looks, it's beautiful. Um, and then we have to market. So we're, we're, we hired uh, Kiss Marketing, like you said, and we're going to be doing a significant ad spend, you know, uh, with, with Will and getting that and, and your, you know, getting that all rolling, you know, to, and the goal is to add, um, and we really don't have a high goal. We want 50 more personal training members at that location, paying an average of like three to 350 a month. And if we are able to achieve that, that will take a facility that is already making a pretty sizable profit and will make about another hundred grand a year in profit. You know, and that will be the answer I need to make me comfortable, you know, building another building or, you know, renting another space or, you know, going for a third location. So, so that's all launching. We're hoping to have the actual session starting January 9th and it's imminent right now for the uh, marketing starting. Um, and right. The main thing is I've hired six new trainers. So I'm training all those people frantically trying to get them all ready. Uh, and my staff is training them, you know, cause we had to onboard quite a few people to get ready to launch a full small group schedule, you know? So, so we're, we're, we're pushing, man. We're, we're, we're making it happen. That's amazing. And, and I will say this, I've gotten a lot of hate mail from the team at kiss marketing for mentioning kiss marketing on the podcast and the team is coming to me and says vince you need to stop talking about kiss marketing on the podcast because every time you say kiss marketing on the podcast we get three more people that go to kissmarketing.net and fill out the opt-in form and they're like vince we can't even get to these people that are comic contacting us about marketing services, please stop mentioning it on the podcast. So to my friends over at kiss marketing, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, And I will not mention kissmarketing.net again to where people can go to get a website or run ads for their gym. Um, So I apologize uh, for that. (laughs) (laughs) So um, Ben, this has been amazing. I always, I always learn from you and, you know, I'm totally inspired by you and what you're creating. And um, I I just, again, I always love how someone that's been doing this as long as you have can come into a mastermind um, with some of the people in the mastermind are like 20 years younger than you, right? They're like kids. That could be your children. They could be my kids. Yeah. They could be your kids, but you're there giving advice and like asking questions and you just, uh, so it's, it's a great, great example of not getting complacent and continually growing into continually learning. And, um, what do you have to say? Someone listening to this, I'm, I'm releasing this in December, right? And I'm releasing it in December on purpose because December is the time that 
gym owners are thinking, all right, I want to have this good year. I want to have 2023 is going to be my year, breakout year. And you're probably thinking about, all right, who can help you have that breakout year? Who can be that person in your corner to give you the advice and the counsel that you need to have this breakout year and help you create the strategy and the marketing and all that? Um, you've obviously had that experience, you know, with, with SPF and CEO. Uh, what is your advice? What is the doctor's advice to the gym <laughs> owner that's had an okay year or maybe they had a crappy year or maybe they want to just break out in 2023? Um, and they need some help. What is your advice to those people that may be on the fence about joining um, SPF Mastermind? You know, that, that's, um, I always talk to people and sometimes even people not even in the fitness field, um, but certainly people that are in the fitness field, having a coach for you as a business owner is hugely, hugely important. Um, and it's it's been transformative for me. Um, you know, the dollar amounts that joining or getting coaching costs might be frightening to some people, but you know, what's going to happen if you don't change your business, what's going to happen if you don't get help, what's going to happen, you know, like, you know, you know, you can, that fee you're paying becomes something that is very small in relation to the increased profits that you're going to get from getting the ideas that you're going to get the strategies you're going to get, you know, so I'm a huge fan of coaching. And as you, as you mentioned before, I, you know, I integrated with Tom Plummer for decades, you know, really. And, you know, he really helped me, but your coaching is very different. The SPF is very different from what Tom does, as you know, you know, cause I really feel like, like you have just a lot of really dialed in strategies that are ready to go. Like, you're not just like, Hey, email everybody once a week. You're like, well, here are a hundred emails for you to send once a week. They can use templates to give out to your, your clients. So I'm a huge fan of coaching and I think everyone should consider it. You know, um, and sometimes even if it's a little bit of a stretch to kind of start off and get going with something like that, you know, um, you may find it was the best money you ever spent. You know, when you look back 12 months and go, wow, my revenue doubled, you know, my profitability went from breaking even or just making enough to get by to, I have like a hundred grand extra sitting in my bank account. I don't know what to do with it. I've watched people, I've watched that happen to people in the mastermind. You know, I've watched people go from like, like broke to like having tons of money in 12 months. It's crazy. I mean, it's been inspiring to me to watch that, you know? Well, it's funny. It, one of the reasons why I took away, I used to have a minimum for what it, uh, what you needed to be making to join the mastermind. Yeah. And I let someone, one of our most successful members uh, was doing, he, he's killing it now. Mm -hmm. um, he's out and I'm not going to mention his name, but he, he was doing eight grand a month when he showed up and I was like, this guy can't scrape two nickels together, eight grand a month in revenue, yep. right? In revenue. I was like, this guy ain't even paying himself anything. So the fact that he was able to scrape the money together to join the mastermind, but he's now, I think doing 50 grand a month in one location, opening up a second location has bought like three resident or uh, um, Airbnb real estate places since like, and he's killing it. And so I was like, if I didn't let him in, because he was only doing eight grand a month, like he would not be in the situation that he's in right now. So you made a good point about that, um, about that you can go from and, and pretty quickly. And that's, I think, the one of the mastermind gives you is speed. Yeah. Yep. Right. A mastermind gives you speed. It gives you the ability to get things done faster than you could do it on your own. And I think that's probably the biggest 
benefit. So Ben Quist, uh, this was outstanding. Uh, I appreciate you coming on uh, so much. And I learned a lot in this interview and I always learn a lot um, from you. And um, I wish you a super successful and amazing uh, 2023. I know you're going to kill it. And uh, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks. It's my pleasure.